Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Good morning. Turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. This morning for a message titled, Catching. I remember when I was young, just new, newly saved, I had gotten radically saved and I, I kind of needed, I felt like I needed to get away from influences and friends and maybe consequences of things I'd done, you know, I don't know. I just needed to get away and my, er, about eight months earlier, my dad who was a song evangelist for the Nazarene church, which means he went from church to church and preached and sang, you know, with my stepmom. We were, they were traveling and he, eight months earlier, he'd invited me to come along with them. And at that time, I wasn't saved, and I had no interest in that. But now that I'm saved, I'm like, can you come get me? <laughs> you know, I call him on the phone, can you come get me? And he did. Came to Idaho, grabbed me. We went down into New Mexico and Texas and all over the United States. And my whole goal was to get away, to draw close to the Lord, and then I could go home and go to college and become an architect like I'd always planned on being. That way I can sit in a cubicle or sit in an office, maybe hopefully some good view or something, and just draw pictures and look out the window and not have to deal with people. And not have to talk to people and not have to be in front of people for certain because that was never something that I wanted to be. I mean, they, they did get me on stage to sing, but I, to be honest, I sang solo. So low that they couldn't hear me over my dad and my stepmom. In fact, I think they probably just turned me down. But anyway, I was there, you know, and, and that was about my comfort level in front of a crowd. It kind of freaked me out. But to think that I would ever be a preacher. But here's the thing. Here, here was the dilemma. As I went with my parents and traveled all over the United States, I realized there is nothing that I can do with my life but that. There's nothing I could do but serve Jesus the rest of my life because I saw God do so many miracles. Now, remember, it wasn't Bethel I was traveling with. I was traveling with the Nazarene. So we're not talking about anything super crazy. We're just talking about just seeing God's provision, seeing God do amazing things as we went from place to place. Nothing against Bethel. I'm not saying that. But, but you know, God just, just he, he spoiled me. Like, I couldn't do anything else with my life but serve him. And I just told him, I want to serve you. I want to do whatever you want me to do, as long as I'm not a pastor. That's what I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> God has a sense of humor. But see, it's not me joining him. It's, he, it, or it's not him joining me. It's not him saying, yeah, I'm going to be with you. You know, you're going to do what you want to do. It's me joining him and me doing what he wants me to do. And it's as simple as that when it comes to these things. His purpose is to catch us, to draw us away from our comfort zone, Sometimes our life, our way, of, our way, our goals, sometimes even family or career or dreams. And as we will see in our text, verse 1, it says, So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. Okay, now maybe you've seen a map, and even looking in your Bible, you're looking at your map, and you're like, where is Gennesaret? I mean, I don't see that on the map. There's the Sea of Galilee, and then there's the Dead Sea. How far away did Jesus travel? 
No, 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 it's not like that. Gennesaret is actually one of the names of the Sea of Galilee, and it's not the only one. It's also called the Sea of Tiberias in John 6.1, and even in the Old Testament called the Sea of Chenetheret, or Chenethereth, whatever it is, in Numbers chapter 34, verse 11. Obviously, I don't know that word. But here, Sea of Gennesaret, and so what we're doing is we're just talking about the Sea of Galilee. Now, I think probably the Lake of Gennesaret is probably more accurate because what we know about seas and what we would call a sea is a, a body of water that is connected and separated from the ocean, right? And so that's what we usually call a sea, something that has an inlet from the ocean. And this, of course, was a fresh body of water, seven miles, seven and a half miles across, maybe 15 to 20 miles from north to south. It was, it was just a lake, a giant lake, and, and that's where they fished, and that was a, a good source of income for those fishing villages there on the Sea of Galilee or the Lake of Gennesaret. And so that's what we're talking about. So Jesus is near the lake. The crowds are forming, pressing about him. And notice why they're pressing about him. Now, I think that Jesus has probably healed a lot of people, cast out a lot of demons. Maybe there are some people in the crowd, maybe a few, that want to still be healed, but maybe he's healed everybody. I don't know. But one thing that he's been doing, he's been going from place to place, and he's been teaching them, and they're, they're coming to hear, notice what it says, the word of God. They wanted to hear the word of God. They were hungry for the word of God. And the crowds are mounting. There are many things today that can draw a crowd. Many things that we can do to draw a crowd, even to grow a church. And I get mail every week in my inbox, in the, in the snail mail. I get all these brochures, latest church growth programs, statistics, analysis, all these things. Newest thing to grow a church. And you know what? These days, a lot of them work. A lot of them draw people. And everything from programs, offering classes, relevant preaching, edgy performances, moves of the spirit, friendliness, promises to help, fancy buildings, great music, free food, even money, even free merchandise sometimes can be offered to get people to come to church. Some of those things can have their place. Some of the things, you know, good preaching and all those things, I think they have their place. But others of those things... Really? You know, to, to draw a crowd? But one thing I learned early on is what you win them with, you have to keep them with. If you're doing exciting services, they always have to be more and more exciting. If you're doing programs and you're giving away free things, you always have to be giving away free things. You know, come and eat, you know? You always have to feed them. Years ago, Pastor Chuck discovered quite by accident, sorry about my allergies, quite by accident that people were actually hungry for hearing the word of God. And, and it, I say by accident because he was in Huntington Beach, and at that time he was with the denomination, and in that denomination, he would preach at a place, and he had two years worth of sermons, killer sermons, I'm sure. But after he finished his two years worth of sermons, he'd put in for a transfer and go to the next church and preach those two years worth of sermons again at the new church. And he just did that. And for 17 years, he just went. But then he found himself in Huntington Beach. And he loved the schools. It was really good schools at that time, back in the late 50s, early 60s. And his kids were in the schools, and he loved the schools there. 
And honestly, he really liked the surf in Huntington Beach. And he was like, oh, I don't want to move from here. What am I going to do? I'm almost out of sermons. Well, he happened to be reading Griffith Thomas's commentary on the book of, or the epistles of John. And in the back, as he got to the back of it, he saw that there was 54 outlines for sermons going through the epistles of John. And he's like, oh my goodness, I can stay here for another year. And so as he was preaching through those, he noticed something about his church. More and more people were coming and more and more people were staying and people were growing for the first time while he's going through the word. Well, then quite by accident, again, he, whenever somebody was new, a new convert, he would pass out his old Haley's Bible handbook to them, say, hey, you need this to get to know the Bible. And then he'd go out and get himself the newest edition. And he, he got a new edition one time and he opened it up. And in the new edition of Haley's Bible Handbook, there was a little leaflet inside there. And I think they still put these leaflets inside them. And it said on page 119 is the most important page in this book. And so he went to page 119 and he looked at it and it said, every church should have a way of systematically going through the Bible as a church. And the sermon, most, most beneficially, the sermon would come from the text that the church is reading through at that time. And he's like, Wow. I could stay here for the rest of my life. And he'd heard in Bible college that going through the book of Romans revolutionizes a church. And he said that he went through the book of Romans with his church and it revolutionized him. The church grew and he realized, I don't belong to this denomination. And so he left the denomination and went independent and started Calvary. He actually took over the church, Calvary Chapel, and and continued to, to, to spread that you know, method on to the churches that, that would go out, the, the hippies that would get saved and all the people who get saved who go out and plant churches. And, and that just became a thing of Calvary Chapel, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the word of God. And the rest is history. These people had seen miracles. They'd witnessed the deliverance, but they were hungry for the word of God. And, and that's what people need more than anything. They need to hear the word of God. So Jesus being pressed by the people, verse 2, it says, saw, and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. And he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. So Simon Peter's washing his nets, getting the trash out. You know, of course, it's old flippers and old sandals and pieces of wood and seaweed and beer bottles and soda cans and whatever else is out there in the Sea of Galilee at that time. Wagon wheels, I don't know, something. And Jesus just invades his boat, gets into the boat. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, Call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmet.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.